2: Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast, right here on PHNX. My name is the Mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. This guy over here is the Thunderstick, the Vice Mayor, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, what's Der- happening?
0: Derek, we've been in, we've been in here for what three, four minutes, something like that, mm-hmm. and Jacob is already making fun of my facial hair. So, no, so it's, underst- it's understandably I mean, so. It's longer than the other day when it's, it only took like thirty seconds for that to happen. So I you know, know. Well, the we'll day at the office.
2: Look, the longer that we do this thing together, the the more efficient we're going to get at at making fun of each other. So he just right, right. he doesn't take a long time <laughs> to beat around the bush about it. He just gets right to it. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. Get down on the action. You'll get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars for new customers. And of course, the DraftKings Sportsbook app is the top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, we thank you for being here, you guys. Hello, family. Uh, Elizabeth, I thank you for the acknowledgement of my wonderful hat, even though it doesn't really match. I'm I'm all right.
0: It's you know, it's, it's really close. It's so close, but then it's just off. It does to bother clash me. a little bit, but I actually think you kind of pull it off. Anyway, Here's the thing
2: so. is. Jesse sent me a list of television shows that he's actually watched that we might have in common. (laughs) It's not a very long list. It's not a very long list, but I'm very (laughs) excited about it. And, of course, uh, the first show I gravitated to was Parks and Rec, which, of course, I'm wearing the Leslie Nope today in honor of my friend Jesse watching a television show. So, uh, And we'll get around. Of course, it's Mailbag Monday. We'll get around to your questions soon enough. But we have a big question for the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, right now, and that is, are you maybe starting to regret parting ways with Jake Lamb? Just a little? I don't know. What do you uh, think, Jesse?
0: Eh. Eh. I mean, we love Jake Lamb around here, we do. Um, but the guy is on his fourth team in the last two years. He so is. this is not, you know, this is not like the Robbie Ray situation where you feel like the moment he left, you know, he became a different player. Yeah,
2: Robbie Ray was different because I yes. think we were just talking about this before we got on air and
0: I felt like Robbie Ray
2: was going to be. What he became, maybe not as good as did he you reached. really though. I did because I really enjoyed watching Robbie Ray here. So
0: you didn't, you didn't lose faith after all those years watching Robbie Ray he, walk he, guy after guy. He start always to get had out a ton of, of strikeouts. Inning. Right. He,
2: did. he always had a ton of strikeouts. It was merely about getting the walks under control, which led to him being inefficient, which led to him not lasting in a game longer than five innings. Right. But right. It's not like the stuff wasn't
0: there. You know. No, the I mean? stuff was absolutely there. That was never a problem for yeah. Robbie Ray. His stuff was outstanding.
2: See, but when we look at someone like. Like Corbin Martin's last start, for instance, I can understand being a bit discouraged because even though the results were generally not terrible, uh, watching the game it made me a little bit concerned about Corbin Martin's stuff. Like, yeah, we, we give him the thing about like it was his first time pitching in ten days and stuff like that. So, like, sure, I, I'm I'm not keep
0: it in perspective. Keep
2: it in perspective. I'm not holding one game, you know, as it, it, a complete example of where he's at. But yeah, it it, it it just as an example in that game, it's concerning that he didn't seem to have you know, really stuff to get guys out or make guys look like they were having a hard time picking up on what he was throwing.
0: I think a lot of it for Corbin Martin has to do with like really trusting that his stuff is good enough. Um, and that's a common thing, right? Like if you're, um, you know, if you're a 22, 23 year old, or I guess Corbin Martin's a little bit older, he's 26 now, um, with all the injury issues he's had for the last few years. But like, if you haven't really pitched in the major leagues, you're naturally going to go through this process of Of just kind of wondering like does my stuff play here like does my stuff that was effective in AAA does it work against big league hitters and you don't really know until you try right and some guys are just naturally confident and they naturally believe in their stuff the moment they step on a big league field I'm not sure that's the case for Corbin Martin I think he needs a little bit of time uh to realize that his stuff I do think will play uh, at the big league level uh but it's it's gonna take a little bit more belief on his part a little bit more conviction throwing his stuff in the strike zone uh he seemed a little bit tentative in the game sure. yesterday and it led to a lot of and i just think his control was off i mean i don't think i don't know if it was all him being afraid to throw strikes i think his control was off in that game
2: and but. that it was for sure for sure it was a, an unintentional intentional walk to juan Soto both times so if you take yeah. those two out of there yeah. right like i think to, they
0: were both four pitches yeah, if I'm not mistaken. yeah they he were. wanted no part of Juan Soto, which is, it's fair. I mean, hard to blame him, right?
2: Right. (laughs) Um, But we are spying on our exes, as we talked about, uh, to lead off the show. And, of course, the subject of this week's spying on our exes is our friend Jake Lamb, who actually has been having quite a resurgence with the Los Angeles Dodgers and you hate to see it, not because Jake Lamb is having a resurgence. It's that it's with the Dodgers. That's yeah. the part that
0: you hate to see. But yeah, what are your
2: thoughts so far on what Lamb's doing? Uh, I think I think you're right.
0: Up? Like if if this were happening with like the Cleveland Guardians or something, oh, it'd be like, man, oh it would be yeah, such a good story. Go, so yeah, go Jake yeah. Lamb, yeah. get it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Jake Lamb had cleanup <laughs> yesterday for the Dodgers and it was two for four with two that doubles.
2: Cleanup. Did you yeah. hear that for the Los Angeles Dodgers? Yeah, That's craziness.
0: And it's a small sample. I mean, he he's only played. seven. 17 games for them but he's slugging 525 he has an 887 OPS Eight eighty seven OPS it's pretty yeah it's pretty pretty good but it's such a small sample like you don't really know if this is for real or sustainable yet so we need to see more of that but it's been a pretty good start for him at the big league level I think the small sample size is important when it comes to baseball
2: because we've seen that out of the Arizona Diamondbacks if you took yeah small snapshots of this team at times I think there would be a lot of People wondering how this team isn't in more of
0: a playoff contention. At this I mean, point. Carson Kelly has been like Barry Bonds for the last Carson month, Kelly so. <laughs> over the
2: last basically month has been the best catcher in baseball, right? Offensively, Jacob
1: was giving us that one. That's correct. He's got the highest OPS out of any backstop since June 26th.
2: See? He's back, baby. That's impressive. Well, and what's more impressive is once again, I know, I'm sure there's more to it than he wanted to answer in a post game you know, question kind of situation, right? But for him to kind of sit there and say, like all of his struggles early on were just him mentally and being able to acknowledge that. He yeah. talked about pressing, which is something that we, you know, we kind of see from these guys at times, especially yeah. with runners in scoring position or big, you know, kind of the game on the line. We don't really see that uh, that same cool collective at bat that we normally see, you know, uh, Christian Walker, uh, in the loss to the Nationals was a perfect example of that when he kind of grounded out. I think it was the f- first pitch, grounded out, yeah. and did an inning inning double play with the bases. That was loaded. a
0: rough moment yesterday. Bases loaded, nobody out. And three pitches later, three the inning was over. Not, not great. Not, not, not great at all. Right. They needed Jake Lamb,
2: who is batting 250 right now, to be around to knock some runs in. But again, I think. It's baseball so we're always going to have these guys like yeah. there, there are more guys that leave this team that don't have success than do right but yeah. uh when it comes to someone like Jake Lamb who was an all-star for this team once again I think you have to kind of uh it's it's hard not to root for him even even in a Dodgers uniform it's hard not to He was to, just
0: such a likeable player he really know? was like everyone loved jake lamb they brought was,
2: an actual lamb into the clubhouse they did they brought an they actual did. lamb into the clubhouse they made a bobblehead of it it's incredible <laughs> um but you know uh i think i think you know diamondbacks fans unfortunately and i saw some people talking about this we we are one of those franchises that at times isn't going to get to hold on to the superstars of this team right it's the reason why yeah. uh, you know as much as we love Zach Gallen, we we should enjoy him while he's here and not be too upset in the inevitable chance that he leaves to go somewhere else. Uh, I, I've already seen people talking about it with our young players that haven't even get called up yet, and I need you to stop doing that. Let's just, let's not... Let's not put the sadness before the happiness, right? We're—I sure. don't want to talk about Drew Jones already like opting out of his contract at the end
0: of his contract. Like,
2: so it's <laughs> oh
1: my cra- god, it's crazy talk.
2: <laughs> All right, let's just pump
0: the brakes on it. But uh, wow, Alex is bringing up wins above replacement numbers over here. Jake Lama zero point one f four, Rojas one point nine, Walker 2.0. Hope he does well, but
2: I think we are. I safe. like it. I like it, Alex Meeks. That's the way to think. But
0: I I tweeted this out yesterday, Derek. I was the one who kind of initiated this, like, oh, what's up with Jake Lamb, sort of thing, with the Dodgers. And uh, I posted a clip of him doubling in the game yesterday. Um, and really, the reason I posted the clip is his uh, his batting stance is noticeably different. It is. Uh, he's crouched down a little bit more. It's not as it's not as upright of a stance as it used to be in his D backs days. Um, and people were just angry. Like people in the comments were were accusing me of. Trying to make it look like, um, you know, Jake Lamb was another Max Scherzer, or Jake Lamb oh, was another Robbie yeah, no, Ray, not, or something like that. We're not like we're that. going that far. Which it's very, it's just so different, right? I mean, Jake Lamb has bounced around from so many, so many teams the last few years. A lot of teams have tried and, and have struggled uh, to help him figure things out. And really, ever since he had that shoulder surgery when he was a Diamondback, he just hasn't really been the same guy. So this is not a situation where. You know, the moment a guy leaves the diamond back, suddenly they figure everything out. It's pretty different from a yeah. lot of the other stories. And like you said, the other
2: stories. It's been what four teams since then. So yeah. and he struggled the entire time. Right. I, I think it's more of a. Uh, I, I, honestly, it, it's a credit to Jake Lamb for sticking with it and getting to this point, getting an opportunity with the Dodgers in their system and earning a right to come up and now back cleanup. I mean, it it, it it's not that same situation. And there's going to be a yeah. few of those Max Scherzer, Robbie Ray, you know, comparisons out there because there's just not that many guys to go on to have greatness after they leave yeah. this team. You know, uh, you can't say that about Paul Goldschmidt because we knew how great he was. I feel like he's just sure. getting the recognition now for how great he is. But, uh, you know, of course, Alex Meeks brings up in the comments as well. Drury and Brandon Drury is another name that was brought up this season. He's been playing excellent baseball with the Reds. And of course, You know, there's that same connection as well to the Diamondbacks that they may have given up on him too early. But, you know, you you can't really do that when these guys have bounced around so much and then finally found a place that gave them an opportunity that they capitalized
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. I really I really don't think this is a this is a bearing on the Diamondbacks whatsoever. Um, Okay, trivia question, Derek. Do you think you could name the teams that Jake Lamb has played on between Diamondbacks and the Dodgers? There are three of them. My, my bet is that most people probably have no idea, and that's kind of my point is that it's not like Jake Lamb is was, you know, instant notoriety the moment he left Arizona, right? Nobody even really knows what he's been up to. That's, can you name the three teams? Do you I, have can any name, idea? I can name the Oakland A's for sure. Okay. Right. That was, I, the, that was the first team. I remember seeing him
2: in an Oakland A's
0: jersey and all of that. Uh, last year there were two teams. The Oakland A's was twenty 2020. twenty. Okay. Twenty twenty one, there were last two year, teams. Last year the White Sox. White Sox is the first one. And then you didn't last too long in Chicago. I couldn't even tell you the other one. Uh, I couldn't even begin to tell you. We do not. Okay. Uh we got nobody's, the, A's and the white Sox. Nobody said it in the comments. Anybody yet. in the comments? Um the Blue Jays. The
2: Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. There you go. The Blue Jays. I'm impressed, Eric. That well, was, because that was, that was well done. It's Jake Lamb, right? So it's like it's I remember every time I saw that a new a, a noteworthy moment came up that he was on a new team or something. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I just you, you especially with those kind of guys, there's just certain guys, especially when they were starters. It's it's hard not to keep an eye on someone that was formerly an all-star for this team, right? Yeah, it's not like right. he was just another player, he was. Going to be one of our great players on this team, you
0: know. Yeah, he and, was supposed to be like the third baseman of the future, right? I mean, yeah, uh, he came up when he was like twenty-three years old, and there was there was quite a bit of quite a bit of hype there. So, sure. well done, Kevin. Well done, Kevin. Kevin we'll see said you. It. Kevin right. also said it. Kevin uh, Johnson. Yeah, anyone who Man can name Kevin Johnson, just no, I'm, I'm <laughs> just throwing that out. There. <laughs> anyone who can name those Love three Johnson. teams, I am uh, I am very impressed by <laughs> because Jake Lamb has just. He hit 129 with the Blue Jays. He hit 212 with the White Sox. Um, He actually was good for Oakland um, immediately after uh, he left the Diamondbacks. But it was 13 games. It was an incredibly small sample size, and he couldn't repeat it when he came back the next year. So there didn't seem to be a whole lot there.
2: Well, if you guys are interested in getting more information from this brain over here, make sure to sign up for a membership (laughs) at gophnx.com. If you're not already a member, uh, sign up for an annual membership. You'll get yourself a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com. Uh, you also get members-only discounts uh, at that same phnxlocker.com, no, ma- no matter what your membership status is, uh, as well as members-only uh, access to our Discord, which is the best place to be. Uh, if you're not interested in the annual membership, you can get yourself a month-to-month membership for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, uh, you get access to the wonderful writings of Jesse Friedman uh, who has been killing it lately when it comes to the baseball content. So make sure to check out gophnx.com. If you're watching us right now on the YouTube channel, we appreciate you guys being here, spending your lunch with us. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a little thumbs up like thing there down at the bottom. I guess that helps with stuff. I don't know anything about websites or technology or whatever but uh, subscribe sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when we go live if you're listening to us right now in your favorite audio podcasting app make sure to subscribe to us there if you haven't done so already leave us a five star review it would help us out so much uh, you guys have done an excellent job helping us out so far we can't thank you enough for getting us uh, we got over 4,000 followers uh, on Twitter and that was huge for us we are yes, excited we did. and so we're holding up our, our end of the bargain uh, this little guy is being given away that's right uh, this 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 is the way because following us is the way. That's definitely the way. So uh, we're going to do a little contest to give that away to one lucky winner. And we appreciate you guys so much for getting us there. And of course, we appreciate you guys on Monday more than any day. It's not like we appreciate you less other days, but Mondays is all about you. Because, of course, every uh, week on this show is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. And every Monday we go to the mailbag
1: we got a lot of questions so we have a lot <laughs> jacob let's get to it first question sir okay we're going off of the twitter questions first in response to your tweet that you put out Let's start with a fun one from Don's Brad. This is specifically for you, Derek. Oh. <laughs> what movie or TV show do you think Jesse should watch that he clearly hasn't?
2: Oh, God. Where do I start? <laughs> Where do I start? Oh, that's like, that's a, that's an open canvas. I, that I, is I, a
0: very open, canvas. Uh, this is a very dangerous
2: question. This is a, bread, this is but. a dangerous question. I think I would have Jesse go with some classics, some film classics that I consider to be film classics, okay. things that I'm surprised people haven't seen. So like you strike me, of course, as not having seen the most basic of movies, right? Oh, that's probably fair. Have yeah. you seen the back to the future trilogy?
0: You know, I have seen um, – I definitely saw the first one. Okay. And I believe I saw the second one. Okay. Um, but I have definitely not seen all three of
2: them. All right. that's. right. I'd probably have him start on that. Um, okay. All right. I, I, fair I think, enough. I feel like just because I had to do it, everyone should have to do it. I might have you watch just every episode of Lost. I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's a gigantic waste of time. But I feel like, again, <laughs> other people should have to do it too because of how invested I was in it. Uh, I, I, I think – John Hughes movies would probably be a good thing to tap into. Maybe uh, no idea. things from Nothing. the 80s like Weird Science. You ever seen Weird Science? No, nope, never seen it. Oh, my science. God. I think Weird Science, I find that would be very problematic for watching
0: it uh, the what first is, time. What is weird science? weird science? I'm a little bit afraid of the title weird of that Weird Science movie. <laughs> is
2: about uh, two college kids who are kind of nerdy and dorky, and they okay. are kind of picked on a bit. Uh, so they create a woman. In their oh, in their do dorm room, and uh, then they ended up being like the coolest guys on campus because of how incredibly uh, gorgeous this woman was. So Wait, like, like,
0: you mean like a fake? Like a no? I mean like a real woman. Like they create a woman. Wait,
2: yeah, this is the eighties, Jesse. Like the rules of science and logic <laughs> and thought don't apply here. Okay, see, this is why this is the perfect movie to start you out on. All right, we're you know what oh, we're gonna gosh. do. We are. Go- I'm gonna make some picks, and I'm gonna float them Jesse's way. Uh, but first, I think we're gonna hold a poll on Twitter for you guys to vote on which movie oh, no. Jesse should. These watch. people
0: are going to relish this opportunity. Oh, we're it gonna is, get. Yeah, this, we're gonna this get. This is not. This is not. going
2: <laughs> like, look, I know what you guys do with internet polls. I remember uh, Pitbull being sent to Alaska and everything else you guys did. I love it. So uh, this is like this is like Bodie McBoatface. We're gonna see what you guys can do to Jesse and make him watch. There we're gonna go. we're gonna get some good movies, but there are some classics out there. See, that's the thing is, I would need to know what you haven't and haven't have and haven't haven't well, seen you
0: really don't Derek you I know really I know like it's not a log <laughs>
2: list I get it but I love this idea and we are going oh Chris Melton brought up real genius that is another absolute favorite movie of mine but probably one of the greatest Val Kilmer movies of all time so I'm, I'm making a list. We're gonna put it out to you guys. I'll get some themes going. We'll try to pick one movie out from go. like
0: the '80s and like an action. I will be. Movie. I will be faithful. You guys have to educate me. You know, we're gonna get I this need, guy. I dude. need some help. Yeah, here. we're gonna get so. him. We're gonna get him to experience
2: some of this stuff that uh, I have experienced in life, at least for sure. And it's so important to me because it's movies a television show and it's entertainment. So, uh, and it's the digital age of streaming. We can find all of this stuff so easily. So I'm excited for this. Uh, Jacob, let's go to the next question.
1: Uh, now that I got you worked up, we're going to go back to baseball. Ah, oh, <laughs> Who of Merrill Kelly, David Peralta, Christian Walker, and Joe Mantiply are still on the D backs after the deadline? Oh,
0: that's a great question. Merrill Kelly's still here for sure. Yeah, Merrill Kelly, I think, is still here. Uh, David Peralta, Christian Walker, Joe Mantipi. Oof, David Peralta, almost no way he's still here, honestly. Yeah. Um, be pretty surprised there. Um, In fact, it would. Potentially, almost be a failure if they didn't move him, right? Because if I don't know if I would say a failure, because well, there. I if mean, he there's walks some away. merit to having David Peralta just because he's a veteran presence. Oh, I'm, like not, a I'm guy, not saying like, oh know. no, I'm
2: not saying like they need to get rid of David Peralta, but he's a free agent after the end of the season. Yeah, right. You so would be letting him walk without
0: getting anything. That's what I'm talking about. You're not gonna get much, much for David Peralta, right. but you could get,
2: you could maybe get something. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think Merrill Kelly has the greatest chance of being here. I
0: think Christian Walker has a really damn good chance of still being here. Probably. Uh, I think that my guess is the D backs value Christian Walker a little bit more yeah. than other teams well. Yeah. They don't really have another first base is a, it's a little bit unclear what they would do at that position with Paven Smith uh, injured. Of course, there are other guys you could definitely plug in at first base. I mean, it's. You know, it's a position that a lot of guys who play elsewhere probably could pick up if they needed to. Jordan Luplo has played some first base in the past, but um, but yeah, the first base options, like Clutch Canuck says, are are pretty limited. I don't know. Seth Beer is a name that's come up a lot. I don't know if the Diamondbacks really want to see Seth Beer play much defense oh. at first base. I think he's more of a DH. So um yeah, I just, I d- I just want to see Seth Beer here. Yeah.
2: He's yes. Good, uh, by the way, he's been having a pretty good run the last week or so. So yeah. it's great to see him back on track as well. Uh, and I said in the in in the Discord uh, again, if you're a PHNX member, you get you get this kind of access. I'm giving uh, if Seth Beer gets called up, I'm giving a shirt away, a Seth Servation shirt, somebody in the Discord. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's happening. that's absolutely. happening for sure. Uh, Stone Garrett, he's uh, Stone Garrett. I'm still waiting to see where uh, he might end up factoring in at a major league level. Yeah, I do think we'll see
0: him. I do think we'll see him. Um, Yeah, I mean, Stone Garrett probably could play first base. Um, That is a reasonable fit. The Diamondbacks have a lot of traffic in the outfield, so maybe plugging in Stone Garrett at first base is a way to kind of get around that and get some of the other outfield pieces in. Um, But my guess is Stone Garrett is probably going to stay in the corner outfield when he comes up. But that's that's certainly a reasonable, reasonable idea for sure. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. But back to the question,
2: uh, I'm still feeling like, honestly, Mantiply due to his value and Peralta due to his contract might be the two names we see moved out of those four you mentioned.
0: How would you feel if Joe Mantiply? Was no I, wouldn't, longer a I, I wouldn't feel
2: great about that. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes in life, unfortunately, the teams have to view these guys like you would view a stock. Right. And it's very inhumane. <laughs> so, it's so heartless. It's so heartless to think of that way. Right. But it's a business, baby. It's a business. And I, well, right. I'm just saying that's the idea at times is that yeah. when they're performing well if you don't forecast that they're going to be able to maintain that performance. Like it's not not Apple stock, right? It's not a, you know, it's not somebody you're signing into a 15 year contract, like, you know, Juan Soto. But (laughs) it's like, it's one of those things that sometimes you might view someone like Joe Mantiply as having reached his peak in the first half of this season. And it's not to say, oh, it's all downhill from here, but he might not return to that same form that we saw in the first half. So this might be the rare opportunity for you to get the biggest, yeah. return for him as possible yeah. at this time and that's the only reason why I would say that that was that was pretty good.
0: There's going to be a lot of interest. There's definitely no question about that. Um Joe Manetti maybe isn't helping the D-backs out and that he's been a little shaky here over the last like 2 or 3 weeks but on the whole is his numbers his numbers look really good. So yeah. Joe Manteply is definitely going to be sought after at the deadline. For sure. All right, Jacob, next
1: question. So I'm going to lump together like 15 questions that were in response to your Mailbag Monday tweet. Sure, do it. A bunch of people asked about the future of the outfield. So yeah. assuming what Ooh. you guys are saying, David Peralta is traded away. What is the outlook on the future of the outfield going forward? And where does Jake McCarthy fit into that picture?
2: Just go with mm-hmm. it, Jesse. Just fucking say it. Yeah, Just say it. Just take just rip the bandaid off and say what you think is going to happen with the outfield this season, not next season, not in the future. What's going to happen uh, in August or maybe September?
0: Oh, you want me to say that thing? Yeah, say that thing. Say that thing. Yeah. OK, well, Corbin Carroll is probably going to get called up he at said some the point. He said uh, the <laughs> <laughs> at first, I genuinely had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, oh, I get it now. Um, yeah, Corbin Carroll. I, I think it is likely we see him this year um, just based on the early returns in Reno. The guy, the guy, Derek, the guy has walked in more than a quarter of his plate appearances and is still slugging like almost 600 in Reno. So he's just seeing the ball really well there. Um, if a guy is walking like way more than he's striking out, like Corbin Carroll is, that's one of the main barometers for what I'd be looking for from him from Reno. So I think that's pretty likely. Um, uh, yeah, people definitely mentioned Jake McCarthy in particular. I think the D-backs want to see what they have there. Um We've seen them kind of try to get him in the lineup a little bit more, even
2: against lefties. He like, struck out a lot the other night when we yeah. were there. like, And it was bad strikeouts. Like, We yeah. were making comments on that. But of course... It's, it's all about getting him that time this season and seeing where he, he just progresses. hasn't
0: had much opportunity yet. Right. You know, like they haven't really given him a true opportunity. And so I think they want to really give Jake McCarthy that shot down the stretch. And that's why I have some concerns about the outfield and just like this massive log jam where there's just so many guys. I don't know how they're possibly going to find playing time for everyone. Um, I know. I'm not I'm not worried about that, though, because no offense to Jake McCarthy. He's going to have to earn. You know, that opportunity. You're not just giving Jake McCarthy the the opportunity down the stretch, you don't think? You to I mean, it? it's
2: at this point, I think he's capable to play the position so that if you wanted yeah. to part ways with David Peralta and didn't want to make that drastic of a move of calling Corbin Carroll up, that he would be able to fill in and, and provide you with probably some pretty damn good defense in the outfield, considering it's left field. It doesn't even have to be that great. And he, he, yeah. his bat would probably come around substantially if he got regular playing time. Yeah. But at this time, I'm not. I'm done with waiting on these guys that are tearing up AA and AAA and doing yeah. all of this stuff. I think the Diamondbacks should be in a position of not worrying about this service time shit and all of this. I get it. I mean, that's a bridge you're going to have to cross down the road. And I get that you want to be as as fiscally frugal as possible with these guys because you do want them in your organization as long as you can keep them for. But to a degree, you're holding them back you know yeah at least with Corbin
0: Carroll I I think you pretty clearly are like um I mean it's been like seven games so far so we need to see a little bit more from him I don't need to see maybe we maybe we don't need to see no the answer
2: (laughs) is clear to me I I like Jake McCarthy though I think he's a great
0: player and I think uh, again he's like a good like I don't think Jake McCarthy was ever supposed to be At least, like from scouting reports, I don't think Jake McCarthy was ever supposed to be like. This is your anchor, you know, corner outfielder. No, by by any. He's more of a fourth outfielder type who offers a lot. Like as far as fourth outfielders go, not many guys run the bases like he does and play defense like he does. He can play center field, which is a real asset. So I think there's some real potential here for him to stick in the majors. But you know, whether he's doing that in the lineup every day, not so sure. That's going to happen. And there are other guys, too. I mean, Dominic Fletcher, I think, um, is a name that that probably deserves to be called up at some point this season. Stone Mm -hmm. Garrett, like we mentioned earlier. Dominic Fletcher has
2: been incredible. Yeah, they have a lot of outfielders that are playing extremely well no matter where
0: they're at. Yeah, there's too many.
2: (laughs) Stone Garrett Garrett hit a ball that um, went far. It hit my car, Jesse, and he was like – I think he was in Amarillo, and it hit my car here in Phoenix. It's wow, amazing amazing far. That is a real blast. 5,027 feet. <laughs> I think it's 527 feet. But what does it matter? Once you're over 500 feet, 500, 5,000, it doesn't matter. He hit the goddamn thing to the moon. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, I can't wait to see that, – that's what I can't wait to see is, you know, some of these guys that have that kind of explosiveness. You know, yeah. Alec Thomas and Dalton Barsho for now – our, our outfield as far as I'm concerned I don't need sure I don't need to move Varsh uh, anywhere else he's no. doing fine in right field no. and I think he's the guy honestly we've seen him make some incredible plays out there but uh he's a good there's, outfielder there's still some questions in left field you know what I mean there was that day where David Pralta made a good catch up against the outfield wall and he, he had this look towards Alec da- Thomas and Dalton Varsho, like you mean the day when, like, all of them made when they were the all, coaches, Yeah, that's what I'm then, talking about. Yeah, he got then in then on David it, David
0: Peralta made one, and he was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. we're so cool.
2: And that was <laughs> – I think that was it. It was like the other guys, even though they're much younger than David Peralta, yeah. totally acted like they've been there before. And David Peralta had this look like, see, I can do it, too. Yeah. And, like, that's the wild part to me is that he's the most tenured of all of them. And, right. I mean, it was a great play. They were all great plays, but his, uh, his reaction was pretty telling there what – uh, at least maybe even how he feels comparatively to that. Like they're younger guys that are faster and whatever. Right. So sure. he's kind of like, hey, the old guy's keeping up with the and stuff, even though he's what, like in his late twi- 20s, I'm sure. Early, No, 20s. he's 33. Oh, yeah. I, that's right. I forgot yeah. about his Because whole,
0: he kind of, you know, he's a little career. bit of a, yeah, a little yeah. bit of a late bloomer with everything that he right. went through beforehand. Incredible story, of course. That's but, right. Yeah.
2: Um, but of course, we thank you guys again for your questions on Mailbag Monday. We got some more to get to. Uh, We thank our sponsors, our friends over at OG's Gummies. If you haven't had a chance to check them out, try out OG's Gummies at your local dispensary near you. They are Arizona's top-selling gummies. Uh, They are flavoring life, and they are all about making their edibles taste delicious while also enjoying uh, the, the beneficial effects from them as well. So make sure to try out OG's. They have a pina colada flavor that's out of this world uh, they have an incredible line of flavors, uh, indica, sativa, hybrid, doesn't matter what you want, they have that covered, they have different doses, so crawl before you walk, uh, get yourself three milligram before, if you've never tried them out, see what you think over at OGs Brands, you can find them at ogsbrands.com, or online uh, on Instagram at OGs Brands, that's O-G-E-E-Z Brands, um, and of course, they are our favorite, they're our favorite, and they are having a uh, party over at the Maya Day Club, Jesse refuses to go to this one because he won't go without me. I'm going to be at Disneyland doing the kind of opposite, like uh, like on the wholesome spectrum, the opposite of what, you know, goes down at the Maya Day Club. But Surely that's what holds
0: me back from going to these things. Oh, I know. If, Jesse if only wants, Derek yeah, was there to go with me. Only if Derek then... could make
2: sure I don't get sunburned at this event. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you have a chance, make sure to try, check out that party at the Maya Day Club. It's an absolute blast on July Thirtieth. That's this weekend. Uh, and speaking of things happening this week, uh, we are going to be out at Four Peaks Brewing Company on at their Eighth Street Pub in Tempe doing our thing. Not just our thing. All of us here at PHNX, we're all going to be out there at the Eighth uh, Street Pub. We are going to bring you the shows. Uh, every show <laughs> is going to be from there. We are going to. Uh, and Jesse is a real party I animal. Mean, <laughs> you wouldn't that, not, believe. You have no idea. <laughs> You got to come out to Four Peaks and see him in action because it's wild. He just, before we get on air, he just slams five beers in like 30 seconds. It's incredible. But uh, make sure to come join us at Four Peaks Brewing Company. We'll be there all day on July uh, 27th. Coyotes, Betts, Sun Devils, Cardinals, and of course, we are cleaning things up at the end of the day with our final post-series show of this week. And... Uh, Then Jesse's going to be taking over for me while I go off to prance around Southern California. You're going to be a guest on my show when you come back. Oh, man. Listen to this. I can't. (laughs) He's insufferable. Like I said. Our show, Jesse. Oh, our show. Oh, Oh, look at this. Look at this. I'm already usurped. I'm not even going to be a mayor when I come back. But That's probably true. Oh, I hate you so much. Uh, (laughs) Make sure to enjoy Four Peaks, even if you don't come down to A Street Pub. Go find them near you, your local grocery store, your local convenience store, wherever you get your beer. Must be 21 or older to enjoy, and enjoy responsibly. Uh, Also, enter our Toast of the Month sweepstakes at gophnx.com. We are bringing you a a whole load of of fun times with this uh, Toast of the Month sweepstakes. We're giving you a subscription to gophnx.com for an annual membership. We're giving you a free t-shirt at phnxlocker.com and a $50 gift card to Four Peaks. So, Check out the Toast of the Month Sweepstakes. Good luck to you all. Also, we are giving away this shirt, so make sure to look out for that uh, on our uh, Twitter account. If you haven't followed us already, I I don't know how that's possible. We've been badgering people to follow us all week long. (laughs) Jesse came up with this little idea on Saturday night that we might be able to get to 4,000 followers by the end of this weekend. I thought he was crazy. Here we sit at 4,010. So. Thank you for believing in us. You know, Thank you sometimes guys for You just us. gotta ask. Sometimes you we know? just gotta ask.
0: Sometimes that's what it is. So uh, you think maybe we should ask for five thousand by tomorrow? My God, you think, you think Look that's at you. a reasonable you're request? Just, you're you're a monster. I don't know. Once you get me started, like if I ask for something know. and I get it, then I I don't know. I'm just gonna keep asking. So. Yeah, for sure. You guys for be sure. careful with uh catering to the things that we ask for because. uh we might get a
2: little crazy at some point. But. Um, all right, well, here's the thing, is we got some more questions, but before we get onto those, our friend Chris, uh, Chris the Doula, sent us a message on our discord which of course you guys can join by getting to call. that huh
1: that was i was getting to that oh i'm sorry i apologize you. jacob is the one i, asking about- the See, questions I am Just like,
2: I Emma. Bus, Derek. <laughs> like they do not like when i try to jump in and take over i backseat drive all the time i'm a monster but <laughs> let's go what do we got for more questions
1: are you talking about the breakfast question is that the one you were gonna the bring breakfast up? question definitely the breakfast question yes, is sir. definitely the, yeah. right, the right question the right should question. Foods Have a time of day designation, or are we needlessly limiting our dining pleasure?
2: Mm. She asked. You see, he didn't even get the whole question right in. Breakfast food for lunch is mid, but is elite for dinner, right? So breakfast food, not good for lunch.
0: That doesn't sound like a question. Well, that's what she's starting
2: it off with. Breakfast Uh, food, not good for lunch. Oh, That's it. Well. I don't know, brunch. I eat
0: breakfast when I feel like eating breakfast. Does that I eat breakfast very late frequently. I don't, so people yeah. might call it lunch. I don't <laughs> live by your rules. Really <laughs>
2: I'm gonna eat pancakes when I wanna eat pancakes. But she asked, should foods have a time of day designation or are we needlessly limiting our dining pleasure? I will say that breakfast for dinner is elite.
0: I and I breakfast agree with her for on dinner that. is universally elite. Right.
2: This is true. But it's as it's as far away from breakfast as as you can get. So I think that's why you're like Wow, you're eating eggs and Yeah,
0: there's something you feel like kind of rebellious when yeah. you're eating breakfast for yeah. dinner. You like know? I'm it's breaking like, the rules actively yeah.
2: and uh I don't I I I am that's what we're all about is breaking the rules. One hundred
0: percent. Sure. 100%. Um,
2: <laughs> I will say that putting a fried egg on on stuff that that's not breakfast and should be allowed at all times. Fried okay. fried egg as a topping is an elite topping, whether you're talking about on French fries like poutine, fried Ooh. egg. You know that kind of shit. Cheese, that's incredible. Fried egg on a hamburger, incredible. Doesn't matter. I will say this though, Uh, Gordon Ramsay, I'm still furious about your restaurant in Las Vegas serving the worst farmhouse burger I've ever had. They didn't put a single, they're not not a not a garlic aioli, nothing on it. You expected the egg to cover the entire carry the entire weight of sauces on a hamburger. We need to have a talk about that because I got to see where you're coming from in regards to yolk being a sauce for a hamburger, but that's a whole other <laughs> thing. I have beef with Guy Fieri and now I have beef with Gordon Ramsey. I'm taking on all the chefs and I don't care. Uh by the way, while we're on the topic, uh oh. Guy Fieri's across from Chase Field. Uh-huh. Fucking mid. Really? If if mid means bad.
0: Not really the mayor of Flavortown after all.
2: I am we need to have a we need to have a talk. Me and the mayor of Flavortown. He didn't even show up. Did you know you appeared by satellite? <laughs> What kind of mayor? What kind of jurisdiction do you have appearing via satellite? Oh, All right. Well, back to the question. Um, You eat breakfast whenever the hell you feel like. Don't let anybody tell you when you can and can't eat anything. If you want cookies for breakfast, I want to justify how donuts are okay. Eat your cookies. You want ice cream for breakfast? Oh, yeah. As long as my daughter is not watching this right now, which she very easily could be because she's home by herself. But, um... (laughs) You are not allowed to eat ice cream for breakfast,
0: but everybody else is. That's the way that works. I mean, right. at this point, like, the American cuisine scene has fully embraced eating dessert for breakfast. Yes. Like, I that's, mean, that's completely normal. Have you like, been to IHOP and seen what their specials oh, are? Oh, absolutely. Oh, we, like,
2: took, we took pancakes and put chocolate chips oh, and whipped yeah. cream in between and there layered 10 There is no part
0: of America that truly believes that breakfast is like the most important meal of the day because it's not if it was we wouldn't be eating such garbage which is exactly what we do Uh. um but i will say i do sort of agree that uh breakfast for lunch is a little weird they're like i would eat a breakfast burrito at lunchtime i would eat a breakfast burrito really whenever because i think they're incredible um but i don't know like breakfast for lunch does sound a little bit strange to me I just, I did, am I completely off base with that? There's
2: literally a fucking word for it being combined with lunch. It's called brunch. <laughs> no, but that's different. Like it, how? How is it different?
0: Because brunch I eat is brunch, brunch. At two in the afternoon. Brunch is not is the same as lunch oh. though. Lunch is. Is it because I can get both things at the same time? Yeah, like brunch is brunch is just different. It's you know, it's, but I can it's, get a
2: fucking sandwich for breakfast at most places. Like not a breakfast sandwich. Literally a turkey bacon and fucking tomatoes. Sir, sure,
0: well that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about eating. Breakfast food for lunch, not eating lunch food for breakfast. Uh, I don't like this. So, see,
2: Ben says, "Is that not brunch?" Thank you, Ben. No, know it's fucking not. crazy. It's not. And here we are. Oh, uh, all right. I don't get it. Um, like I said, don't listen to these guys. Brunch is supposed bad, to bad be bad opinions or bad opinions. Brunch is no supposed to be like a
0: merging from. of the two,
2: right? Sure. So what? What? I, but okay. But that's that's just more freedom. All I hear when you say that is, I can look at the entire menu and not feel judged about what I'm eating on here. That's what brunch is. Mm. See, we should all be brunch. <laughs> we <could. laughs> we should all not. You what, know on, what, I mean? what on earth? Quit judging and let people enjoy their lives. Is what I'm saying. That's what brunch does. All brunch right, does not enough. judge you. Brunch says if you want that mimosa, that's all champagne with a little spritz of orange juice on top. You can have it, and we're not going
0: to judge you for it. That's why brunch is great. Yeah, brunch is great. Brunch it's, just, is, it's not the same as lunch. Oh, I fucking it's just hate different. You. I can have lunch at brunch though. Jacob, can you voice an opinion here? Can you? Am I can you not side right with can you me? You not have I'm gonna lunch, be, at lunch. I'm
1: going to be really out of here and say that I'm just not a big breakfast person. Oh, in general. F- wow. Fuck out of here. Really that is the last take- time we take ask for Jacob's and opinion. Go. I'll produce the rest of the <laughs> show myself. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. All right. I'll leave the room. Fine. Right. <laughs> Actually, uh. please don't leave the room because <laughs> we'd be utterly
0: lost without you, Jacob. So.
2: Clutch Canuck says, Whataburger's banana shake slays. Limited time, unfortunately. I don't know where that's coming from, but uh, when did we get on Whataburger? I'm with it,
1: though. I love Whataburger.
2: All right. We got more questions.
1: We do. We do have more questions. And I actually really liked this question. It goes really in depth. So this is kind of maybe a baseball nerd question. So maybe more for Jesse. I'll turn it over to Jesse. uh, All right. So Larry Jones on Twitter says, The D backs have been criticized for the way they develop pitchers. Fangraphs mm. had a whole paragraph discussing this at the end mm. of their preseason prospect rankings. Since Strom has come aboard, do you know of any changes the team has made in the way that it develops pitching? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I think it's important to
0: understand like Brent Strom is like he's in contact with uh, some of the minor league pitching yep. coaches and whatnot. Like they communicate with each other, but Brent Strom does not work in player development. Like he his job is to be the pitching coach for the major league team. Um, so he's not, you know, he's not really talking to, you know, Slade Zaccone or, you know, different guys coming up through the farm system, right. at least not on a daily basis. Yeah. Like he's getting updates, you know, he's certainly communicating. Um, and Brent, and to be fair, Brent Strom is so dedicated
2: to this job that it would not surprise me at all if he's compiling yeah. like, data on these guys all the time, keeping oh, yeah. it, reviewing it, like having it accessible to him. He loves making these binders on people.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know the story about Zach Gallen. I'm pretty sure he the first has one on me. met, he, uh Yeah, he probably does. He does. He has, a, he has a binder it's on full on everything, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a really good question because I think it's no secret that the Diamondbacks um, have really struggled to develop pitching, right? And that's a big part of their progression the next few years is. You know, is Blake Walston going to be like a guy in the rotation? Is Slade Siccone going to be a guy in the rotation? Is Drew Jameson? Is Ryan Nelson? There's all these guys who are getting close now. Um, The one change that we do know that the Diamondbacks have been very intentional about making is just the continuity factor uh, between the minors and the majors. So even though Brent Strom does not work in player development, he's a major league pitching coach. Um, we know that philosophically they're trying to be a lot more on the same page, like throughout the entire organization. So,
2: and part of that process is that now they have the assistant pitching coaches, Dan Carlson and Barry Enright actually rotate back and forth exactly between the majors and the minors so that they basically learn from Brent Strom all the time. Like they're, they're implementing Brent Strom's system in the minor league. So Brent is having that uh, that effect on the organization, not just at a major league level, but with those pitching prospects. But at the same time, yeah. it's still not, like you said, it's still not him working directly with these guys. It's yeah. more of that's like just a— just not his job. Like, right. That's it's not, not his primary role. But by rotating the assistant pitching coaches up through the major league system, it allows them to be around Brent Strom. Right. Take those learnings away. They're having conversations. They're talking, I'm sure, at times about the minor
0: league oh, guys yeah. and stuff and taking yeah.
2: information back.
0: Yeah, uh, Freeland made a good point in the comments. Freeland1787, the biggest problem with pitching development is the fact their AAA affiliate is in Reno. Um, And I would add to that, you could make a case that the fact that their AA affiliate is in Amarillo is... uh, Also not great. Yeah, Amarillo, people don't realize the home run park factors of that ballpark are off the charts. So any pitcher giving up a lot of home runs in Amarillo, and I guess the flip side, any hitter hitting a lot of home runs in Amarillo really have to take that with a grain of salt because the uh the factors there are are just insane i yeah. think it's like 50 percent more home runs are hit in that ballpark than the average double a ballpark it's it's really crazy
2: and then when you look at the outlook on all of these pitchers the pitchers are just like across the board for the diamondback system are not progress progressing as hoped yeah right? and a big part of that is the fact that they struggle at triple a yeah. Struggle at double it. And know, it's and just so
0: hard to figure out like what's real and what's not. Like right. if a guy has a six ERA in Reno, but you know, he's still at like nine or ten Ks per nine and right. not walking that many guys, it's like maybe he's actually fine. Yeah. It's it does it does feel like an obstacle in identifying where guys are at in their progression when the upper levels of your minor league system just have such inflated offensive numbers it, it really is an obstacle we've talked to the team about this um I want to say it was Brent Strom uh who we asked about this like uh maybe about a week or two ago and he talked about how it's a good litmus test for guys like you know if you can make it in Reno you can sort of do anything in some regard so they see it as an advantage but it's hard to tell if that's you know if that's ultimately the case.
2: Um, our friend Jack Summers over at AZ Snake put, has a piece on all of these pitchers, and one thing yeah, we talked about really on his verdict was that uh, the team right now is behind on uh, promoting Tommy Henry, and that's a yeah. name that a lot of people have wanted to see at a major league level, and it's like after seeing Corbin Martin – I, I don't see a reason why Tommy Henry wasn't at least given an opportunity. Uh, I get it. It's easier for Corman Martin because he's already on the 40-man roster, and there's just that sure. fact that he's already played in the majors where uh, yeah. Tommy Henry has You're going to like but... go
0: to your like your known, more known commodities before you go to the unknown, but I guess. But see, that's but... where the problem is for me because at 18 yeah. starts, he has a
2: 3.55 ERA in yeah. fucking Reno. He so pitched really well there. That might as well be zero in 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 any other minor league ballpark Yeah, park, we expect that concerned. when Tommy Henry comes up to he's the He's just majors, gonna he's not he gonna will never, ever no-hit every team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh I think I, I think that's enough. Do we have any more good questions? I mean, we have plenty of
1: good questions. Do you have any more? I've got a I mean, there's a couple. Do you guys want one? Let's do, do one. Do you guys more. want a fun yeah, one? Before yeah. we get to that, uh, just a fun fact about Amarillo so people really it's the windiest city in America. Really? Amarillo, Texas, Amarillo, Texas is Texas? the windiest city in America. What the average wind speed in Amarillo, Texas, is twelve point nine miles per hour? Wait, wow!
2: What's the deal with Chicago then? How did they get that title? <laughs> <Yeah. up? laughs> what's going on?
0: Uh, should do we need to reevaluate? As, as as what is the average wind speed in Chicago? Now? Yeah, now you've now, got to look what I
1: it. know. it's not even in the top ten.
0: Mm. To be fair. Not even in the top 10. I've been to Chicago multiple times, and I was honestly disappointed because it was not windy. Frauds. It was, like, perfectly calm. You CHGO
2: frauds. We yes. need to have a talk about your windy city. <laughs> All right. What else we got, Jacob? Uh, I'll go with a fun one. Derek, Let's do you still do have your VHS player? Uh, I do have my VHS player still. That was a question. That literally was a question? That was a wow. question. I, not only do I have a VHS player, Jesse, <laughs> I have a VHS player that has a DVD combo on it which lets you record back and forth. So I can burn DVDs on one side from a VHS, or if I'm feeling in the mood, I can record a DVD onto a VHS tape. Why would you do that? You might ask. I have no idea, (laughs) but I have the ability to. That's all what it's about. It's about having the capability to. And Yes, I still have a VHS tape, Player, I this came up because I used to record old episodes of SportsCenter, Center, but it wasn't because I oh. missed them. Like Sports Center would play throughout the night, and sometimes when a, the Sports Center was particularly good to me, I wanted to record it. Oh, and why? Sure. Why you may ask? I wanted to record it S- for my collection. I don't know. I'm, I because Scott. I don't think I ever went back and watched a single one of them ever. Mm. I think I just recorded them with the idea that I was going to, but I never actually. To
0: did. be real, I didn't know that you could record stuff on tv like that like how long have you been able to record stuff on tv uh this is like kind of a newer thing
2: are you what are you <laughs> shitting me you didn't no. know vhs fucking recorders could be, oh my god really
1: no yes
2: this is what we used to do they had uh they had the ability to like set a timer on them so if you would miss a program it would record oh. on vhs for you so that you could come back and watch it at a later time did people but do that never, with
0: dvds did you ever record shows on a DVD? Because no, I, I don't exa- remember
2: that. I think that technology kind of happened pretty quickly. I think we moved from like the whole okay. like
0: burning DVD things to like yeah.
2: DVRs existing.
0: Like yeah, I've burned, a few, I've burned a few discs in my in my life, which, yeah. which is always, why do they call this it guy. that? Like What, burning a disc? Yeah. Because it's a little laser and it actually burns the information onto
2: the disc. It's not like recording oh, it onto it. okay. You're supposed <laughs> to be the fucking smart one here. Are you <laughs> shitting me? Oh, my God. Anyway... Uh, do we have, I'm, young I... and, I'm young and ignorant we'll, we'll, what can we'll, I, say? Uh, I don't know uh, anything about your, didn't live your it. old didn't technology live it. I'm, I feel smart and old right now is what I feel I'll say wise I will say I feel wise there you go um, are we good
1: do you want a baseball one or do you want to end on that
2: uh, I think we should
1: end on that yeah, I have
2: nothing right. more to offer anybody <laughs> after that this guy's drained me of all of my energy he's a vampire uh, an energy vampire by the way if you're familiar with uh, uh, what we do in the shadows but thank you for wow. being but yeah yeah. you just drained to be <laughs> of all of my energy I just can't go on right now uh, but thank you guys for being here being in the chat of course make sure to go uh, check out our uh, friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you haven't done so already sign up if you're a new customer use our promo code of PHNX when you make your first deposit you'll get a risk free bet up to $1,000 use it on a on a slam dunk bet sometimes there's crazy stuff uh, this weekend they had a promotion Jesse where you could bet up to $25 $25 uh, on the Dodgers to to get a hit, and you would get uh, wow, get get double your money. So you that was a free twenty five dollars. You mean to tell me the Dodgers weren't going to get a hit? Come on.
0: As long as as Jake Lamb's in the lineup. As
2: long as Jake (laughs) Lamb's in the lineup, we're good. Uh, But, of course, make sure to go get yourself a guaranteed bet like that if you're going to risk up to $1,000. That way, make sure to make your money. And if you don't, you'll get that money back in a risk-free bet. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. (laughs) Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And, of course, uh, there's a wonderful set of uh, things to bet on over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. There was a basketball game to bet on on there, Jesse, that I don't even know what league it was. Yeah. It didn't even have like a real league name. I think it just said the tournament is what it said it was. And it was literally like, like guys pickles against something like it would sound like, you know, a rec league. So if I can bet on rec league basketball, that makes me happier than anything else in the world. I don't know why, but I find that very entertaining. Uh, also, uh, not only DraftKings, but make sure to check out our new friends over at FOCO. I know you guys are missing the bobbleheads in your life, and you can go over and yes. get those bobbleheads uh, because they make uh, the best sports merchandise and collectibles. FOCO has you covered with all of the Arizona merchandise, no matter what team you're looking for. They have officially licensed gear for men, women, kids, your dog, everything, from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. The bobbleheads are incredible. They have a limited edition bobbleheads from the All-Star game. Jesse, there, there is just bonkers stuff uh they have all the city connect bobbleheads and again i know i know you guys miss those bobbleheads in your life so head on over to foco.com that's F-O-C-O.com. click the link below in our description if you're listening to us Uh, for all non-presale items you can use the promo code phnx and get yourself 10 percent off of that bobblehead that you want get it in your life over at foco of course uh we need we we it feels like everything is like being condensed down as far as fan gear and stuff, right? So it's like we need mm. more people creating more amazing fan gear, and especially yeah, I'm telling you, the City Connect bobbleheads—they have the the San Diego City Connect—they're all up to date on all the City Connect jerseys. So we
0: need a Serpientes. But, yeah, we City need Connect. we need a Serpientes like bobblehead right for there. sure.
2: Yeah. Well, a little idol to uh, Varsho, the guy with all the tools. That's our. Do guy.
0: they have every single
2: player? Do they pick no, I think they still. I them? think they still pick just a couple of okay. limited players. Okay. But I mean, we're getting to a point where you can make. We can make ourselves into a bobblehead. That's what. That's what Wait, we need really.
0: To. I think so. We can make ourselves into a bobblehead. Oh head? yeah! Oh yeah! Again, the, like the, with a Serpentis jersey. This on?
2: is what I remember. I said I was going to get you this for Christmas. It's going to be a bobblehead of me. You're going to love it. It's going to be awesome. But
0: wait, it's a bobblehead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. That's so a, that
2: I can be with you at all times. I
0: know that's a big deal. Uh, yeah. Right. You know, I you know. mean, I thought you were going to get one of me, which would have been kind of nah, cool. I don't know if nah, I want like a little Derek nah, floating around. Nah, uh, right. <laughs> but you know, I'll you you give it to me. Well, you know, I'll I'll keep it for a while. I know. Just don't break it. Is all I ask. But we
2: thank you guys again for joining us. Of course, make sure to uh, check out all of our sponsors, all of our friends. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N Friedman. Our show is at phnx underscore dbacks, but of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports. Uh, again, mailbag Monday, huge success. We thank you guys for being here. Happy to answer your questions on behalf of Jesse and myself. We always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Jesse has to watch movies that I make him watch. <laughs>